Okay, I'm streamlining. I'm going to keep this simple. As you notice, it's a different intro. And just because you can do something the fancy way, does it mean does it mean you should do it the fancy way? So from now on, I'm going to have my sponsors. Then I'm going to do my little intro for the guest music, and then the actual podcast the interview itself. So here goes. First up, Om Apparel. Om is a men's clothing brand that wants to encourage more fellas to do yoga. Yoga is in the DNA and it's reflected in everything they do, from being kinder to the environment by using sustainable and recycled fabrics to their recycled paper packaging and focus on men's health. Their fabrics are eco-certified because our planet can't afford to take much more irresponsible manufacturing. Go to om.com forward slash hashtag TYLP and check out their full range of eco-friendly activewear for fellas. If you use the promo code Kevin at checkout, you get 15% off, not valid for clearance items. Um, So that's om.com forward slash hashtag TYLP, Kevin at checkout for 15% off your activewear. Next sponsor is 108 Asana Yoga Sequencing Cards by Yogaru. They provide sequencing cards for your home practice and for planning classes, if you do that kind of thing. So if you're feeling a bit lost on your mat, especially if it's first thing in the morning and you're a bit groggy, then you can get your pack of cards out, check out the alignment cues, the level guides, the anatomy coding, and the Sanskrit English translations, so you can build your own home practice. To get 10% off your sequencing cards, go to yogaru.ie, click the 108 Asana cards, hit the checkout button and then you can put in the promo code kevin k-e-v-i-n and that will give you 10 percent off your order yeah and last but most definitely not least smallchanges.ie they are they have a website but they are an eco-friendly organic plant-based whole food store based here in dublin um, there's no promo codes for this they are simply doing what they can to do their bit for the environment uh, if you check out smallchanges.ie, you'll be able to go down there. Um, they don't sell anything online just yet, but you can go down there and actually in person buy stuff, bring a re- reusable cup and get 50 cent off a juice or a smoothie. So check them out, smallchanges.ie. And now for my guest. That was pretty efficient, wasn't it? So Ray Broderick. Ray was over here, well, last week. That's when I spoke to her. And she was teaching a couple of workshops. She was teaching her first retreat as well. Uh, Ray is uh, based in Woodstock, New York, where she teaches and manages uh, Astrali Yoga Studio. And this is um, a new style of yoga, newish style. So it's quite interesting to see how yoga is still evolving and uh, to hear Ray venture over to this part of the world all the way from the states and how she's um she's made it happen for herself you know by sending emails and 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 working it working it if you know what i'm saying um so that i'm going with that so um without further ado this is why i'm trying to keep my intro short here's ray What's up, Ray? Hey. <laughs> can you hear me well? I can hear you very well. We've got a, a live audience. Hey, <laughs> Bruna Broderick in the house. Yeah, so um, Ray brought uh, uh, her niece. I was expecting a child, but you're very much an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. How's your coffee? Oh, 
It's divine. <laughs> it's very milky here. The dairy is so delicious here that it's like you go right to that little machine in the gas station and it's like, yes. <laughs> so you eat dairy? Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> right in there. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't mean that. Sorry, I, I wasn't getting at that. What I was getting at is that um, I've recently stopped stopped eating dairy. Yeah. And um, just because my girlfriend is, you know, you know, I've actually made a vow that I wasn't going to bring up my girlfriend anymore in podcasts, but I seem to always do it. But oh. uh, no, just uh, um, but my girlfriend is uh, allergic to dairy. What's that when you're allergic to dairy? Lactose intolerant. Lactose intolerant. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's la- lactose intolerant, and it started me question like how how um wh- about diet and, sure. how, and how diet is so subjective yeah. um so do you follow any specific diet oh my god you're like i'm like bring it on because i'm really passionate about this stuff and so no i don't um I call myself a food eater now because I would very much put myself in all of these boxes when it came to food. And I think especially as a yoga instructor, you know, you can't eat meat or you can't do this and you can't do that. I don't think it's as black and white as that. I think food is related to so many, you know, cultural things, how we've grown up. Mm. Um, And I find, you know, in work that I do with people, whether through coaching or through a yoga class, it's not as simple as that. Food is very loaded for a lot of people, Mm. was for me. So I never had an eating disorder in the sense like a bulimia or anorexia but very much disordered eating and I would I'm going to be vegan and I and I would it's a control thing right like I'm going to put myself in this box and I'm not going to eat this and it was so much mental anguish for myself you Mm. know this concept of non-violence in yoga it's like the the violence I was projecting internally on myself Mm. was much more harmful in my opinion to me than like eating a chicken once every few months Mm. you know so And it's something that if I'm not careful, I can go down that rabbit hole. But now I'm able to step back and say, like, well, where am I feeling kind of out of control that's not food related? Mm -hmm. So there'll be days where I eat vegan. There'll be days where I'm like, oh, you know what? I really want a burger. Um, And it's something that I do grapple with. It's not like I'm completely free of that internal monologue, but I'm at a much better place Mm. for sure. Well, I think that being conscious of what you're eating and also I, it was earth day on monday yeah was that this week uh, yeah earth day recently anyway and i i have to be honest that i have i'm quite selfish with uh, my consumption I, I i turn off lights turn off the taps sure. but I, I i never really thought about diet or maybe veganism and how it affects climate change and mm-hmm. and i actually uh, don't eat really meat i don't buy i never buy meat like mm-hmm. beef pork chicken never and therefore i probably eat it once twice a week and i've started to watch have you seen our planet the no uh, okay was well, i da- know of it david attenborough yeah. documentary and talks about how two two of the things you can do to, to help climate change the biggest things meat consumption because mm-hmm. of factory farming but also how much we fly and um i think that's when people think about veganism it's because uh, i was a vegan for a while and to be honest I, fe- I felt the same i didn't feel any physical change really mm-hmm. um but i now feel like if i'm not if i'm eating less meat i'm i'm doing something for the greater good sure. a- and that and that makes it a bit more bit more purposeful um i want to talk to you about i want to ask you about strala yoga mm-hmm. because firstly what does what does that mean, Strala? It's Swedish for to radiate light. 
Okay, so that's why the the A, the first A, has a kind of little circle above it. Mm -hmm. so, okay, um, to radiate light. And what what is it? So so that actually just a um, Tara Styles and Michael Taylor, the founders of Strala. That was kind of a happy accident. They scrambled the letters and then they found out that that's what it meant after the fact. So it's not like oh. they had this amazing <laughs> word and then, uh, so it was just kind of a happy accident. So Strala Yoga is a combination of Tai Chi and natural movement. So it's much less posed base. It's focused on internal alignment as opposed to external alignment. So I'm not going to come adjust you and fix you in a class. Mm. Um, how you are is just how you should be. And there's a lot of freedom in the poses and the movement. So if you're holding a warrior two, for example, you know, the inhales lift you, the exhales soften you. So invitation to move and explore what feels good for your body, not what it looks like, but how it feels. So very much like how does this feel for you in this moment right now? Mm. And, and this is essentially invented by T Tara Styles and this other chap. Sure. So they're um, they're married. Uh, she was a dancer and, you know, they had started doing yoga together um, like in a in an apartment in New York, you know, and I've been doing Strala for about six or seven years and it's definitely evolved. The Tai Chi element has become a much bigger part of the trainings and just the style of movements um, before it was I don't want to say before it was a vinyasa class. And if I were to explain it that way. I don't really like to explain it. I just like people to experience it really. You know, if I do a workshop or something, it's like, well, let's just feel it first rather than me tell you what you're going to experience, right? Yeah. Um, but it's a flow. You know, it's very dance-like. She was a dancer, so the choreography of the movements is very fluid. Okay. Um, and even as I'm talking, you know, I'm waving. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm like <laughs> moving my body. Um, but now the Tai Chi element, this idea of moving from your middle, the hara, moving everything you've got in every direction that you can. So not isolating things, not holding poses for extremely long periods of time where, mm. you know, is your arm here? Like, where's your drishti? Like all of these things, it's much mm. more, it's just very relaxed and mm. and wonderful. <laughs> it's pretty cool that, because um, I did research uh, uh, Tara. Do you say, you say Tara or Tara? Tara. Tara, okay. Okay. I can say Tara. And then I'll, 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 you say how you say. I'll say so I'll say I'll say Tara. But um, so it's pretty cool how Tara has essentially created her own style of yoga. And now you you teach in the the New York branch, is it? Do we, do we say or studio? Yeah. So I managed the studio for a couple of years and I taught there for, I was teaching there first and then I came on as full-time manager. Yeah. Um, and then once I had my son, we moved to Woodstock and that was that. But So Woodstock is in where? It's about two hours north of Manhattan. Okay. In and the Catskills. Oh, that's where Mike Tyson's from. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. The Catskills, that's where you grew up. Oh. But, um, yeah. Little... Catskills a big area. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. um, but And now you've got how many premises? Like 15 or something around? Is it just around the States that they have Australia yoga or is it worldwide? Oh, she's in Berlin now doing a training. There's literally guides from all over the globe. Right. So, yeah. So the New York studio has... it. It's no longer there. They moved to Utah. Oh. And what they do now is kind of travel and do intensives and trainings okay. all over. And you, what, what brought you to Ireland? 
As in, how did you initially initially get in touch with anyone over here? How did that come about? Um, so I was coming over, I don't even think I had a regular class on the Strala schedule yet. I was still a new teacher. And prior to finding Strala, I had done a vinyasa training. And I'd been doing yoga for a really long time before that. And I was like, oh, well, let's get my certification and see what happens. And when I was coming over to meet my husband's family for the first time, like, I'm just going to email this studio and see what happens like mm-hmm. I'm Estrella guide and they were like great so mm-hmm. that's how I got connected with Flow Studio in Belfast mm-hmm. um and yeah I and then there were a couple other classes I led at that time mm-hmm. when I was over and then from there I've just formed this odd kind of following and relationship with these studios mm-hmm. um so every time I come back I reach out to the people that I know and I'm somebody that when I go to a new city, I'm trying out the different studios anyway. I like mm-hmm. to experience different teachers and studios and classes. So, yeah, it's just those connections are important to me. And Yeah. So, yeah, because you came to my class, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I pulled up the Mind Body app. I'm like, oh, he's teaching class. I should go. <laughs> yeah. yeah when, I, when I seen you there, I'd already seen your name on the name yeah. sheet. So that's why I wasn't that surprised. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. You're probably thinking, no, he, I was like, hey, Ray, what's I up? I figured, I figured <laughs> okay. you saw the list, but I also didn't want to message you and then be like, oh, she was, you know, I was like, I'll just go because I want to go. It's not like I'm like, oh, is he a good teacher? I'm like, I just need a yoga class. I'm like, arrived in at 5 a.m. I need to move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what that feels like. So, um, so you've been to a few classes here in Ireland now. How would you say your experience of doing yoga, public classes, as in being a student, is like compared to what it's like in the States? Obviously, we're generalizing here, but I'm just interested to see what yeah. comparisons. Um, I don't I don't really know if there's much of a difference because, I mean, you go, I take a lot of different classes in the States as well, and I feel like everybody has their style. Mm. Um, I think maybe in the States... Yeah, I don't know if I see a major difference, really. Mm. I don't know. What about when I was I was in New York two years ago, and I went to a place in Brooklyn. I went to yoga there every day, sometimes twice a day. And um, can you say where? Oh, no. uh, <laughs> I, I would love to, but I they were it's in Brooklyn. It's on the main street. The main street of Brooklyn is not helpful. I'm not helpful. <laughs> no. Okay, um, it's near a park. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't know, but okay, no they, were, they were really, they were really good. Um, but one thing they did at the start of class was they sat down, and it's seven a.m. Mm. and they said, um, "So everyone sit in a circle and introduce yourself." Oh, yeah. and I thought, is this standard in the states that this? And to me, that is a very, a very American thing to do because to be quite open in how you share, how you feel. Um, you know, I was listening to an interview with Tara and. Um, she was saying that when she teaches class, she'll, or when she taught class, she'll be amongst the people instead of just having be up, being up at the front. Sure. And everyone else comes in, she'll actually be amongst them talking to them. And I think that that I did this this weekend last last weekend with David Cam, who does um, he's a movement based teacher, but he comes from a dance background. And one of the things we had to do was hold eye contact with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. Uh, I found it and like look at them and kind of really genuinely look at them and I I must say I found I find that stuff a little bit I find it uncomfortable Mm -hmm. Uh, and I I wonder um, is that 
something to do with the the Irish culture we have here slash English culture because it's sure. very, very similar and um, have you noticed any when you're teaching a class or a workshop in Ireland have you noticed any cultural differences that you've had to adjust for well and I think Strala as a style anyway I mean now that you say it but but again I don't I get it that it's an Irish English cultural thing for sure where people are a little more reserved mm. um but you do find that in America. So for me, that's not like a startling. Some people, like, they just want to come to yoga. They don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And there's some teachers, you know, we call it, like, the yoga voice where it's like, oh, hey, Kevin, what's up? And then you teach class and you're like, hello, Kevin. And it's like, <laughs> who is this person that's up at the, like, what is that? Where did yeah. you go, you know? So, like, me, how I am, like, this is how I teach, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that um, there definitely has been... I don't, I don't know if people don't expect it, but when I lead a workshop or a class, you know, it's like you can move your body, like you can have fun or making little jokes and not, not like, ha-ha, let's take you out of this experience, but mm. really getting people out of their heads into their bodies. And when I sat down in your class, I did notice how, like, quiet it was. And I guess in Astrala mm. class too, people be like, hey, what's up? And if I'm somewhere new, mm. 100% before class starts, not at the start, everybody get in a circle, but before class starts, I make sure I go around to every mat. Hi, I'm Ray. How are you? Thank you so much for coming and just making that personal connection. Mm. And I can't promise I'm going to remember everybody's name, but at least I've taken that moment just to kind of establish myself as like, look, I know I'm leading this experience, but we're on the same level and you can trust me and you just do you, you know? Mm. So it's kind of taking that I don't know, that level down where it's like you're the teacher. It's like, I'm just here to do this with you. That's a really interesting point you made there about the uh, maybe coming to a class that's slightly more boisterous. Mm. Uh, yesterday, I was teaching a class uh, in another studio and um, they it was like going, there, there was a few people that knew each other. So everyone was very upbeat and yeah. la- laughing. And but when I first started teaching, I would find that uncomfortable because I feel like I'm not in control here. Sure. I, need, I need to tell people to be quiet and be like a teacher would be when you're in school. You know, uh, okay, right, everyone mm-hmm. be quiet because I'm about to speak. Mm-hmm. And now, yesterday, I just let it happen. I just let, I was sitting there and I sat there, um, let the people speak to each other, have a bit of a laugh. And... Um, and then eventually it just it simmered down on its organically on its own because before I've been quite naive and and maybe insecure that I wanted to assert my my dominance mm-hmm. and that actually create can give people a bit of a bit of taste in their mouth because you're trying to be author- authoritarian mm-hmm. uh, in your approach and I actually think as and I'm going to touch on this um, uh, again is um, people are very sick of being told what to do and having this guru-like figure who like pulls them into poses. And I think that, um, as you said, p- p- we know what to do with our body. We know what feels nice. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to have someone who is pushing us or pulling us into things and thinking that they know our body better than we do. Um, so I'm interested with with Strala. You, so you don't physically assist. Is that like in the... Um, the blueprint of the teaching or is it something that's just evolved yeah you wouldn't come and you wouldn't adjust somebody per se so you can if somebody's in I keep using warrior two as an example but you you can come and rest your hands on their shoulders to help them soften Mm. Um, but the touch and support is done through shiatsu so 
which is um massage not massage necessarily no but it's the person supporting you just as much as you're supporting them so in a um if somebody's in child's pose or pigeon pose like coming down to their level never standing over them and pushing on them and leaning on them mm-hmm. so it's you know an equal <laughs> <laughs> Um, this kind of equal weight where, you know, you're just resting on them. Mm. It's almost like you're taking a breather on somebody's back. So, you know, it's very, in in the training, there's a whole kind of week dedicated to that of Mm. where, you know, certain points you can touch somebody on a hand. And obviously as your teaching evolves, like you're not just going to go to anybody and like do your like crazy shiatsu move, you know? Mm. Um, but you know, there's pressure points on the leg that you can kind of lean into that um, involve relaxation. And it's, but it's never a manipulation of somebody's body. Mm-hmm. Like you're out of alignment. Of course, if you're, if you see somebody's knee drifting over, you'll mirror them and guide them out of it to a safer place. So it's never coming and manipulating their body in any way. Because like you said, people know what works for their body. Mm-hmm. And I think with yoga, a lot of times people are told to do things with their body that don't feel good and Mm. you know your body better than i do so who am i'm here to guide this experience if this Mm. doesn't feel good for you find another way Mm. so just this shiatsu Mm -hmm. what is that why do i think massage when i hear that word because there is shiatsu massage and if you were to go for a session there it is a whole Uh there is a massage element where your people are going on their belly and but for the sake of a practice there's certain you know um you know, we call it touch and support. There's certain things you can do to somebody in like Shavasana or funnel relaxation mm-hmm. to just help them soften. It's not, you're not doing like a full on bringing their arm up above their head sort of thing. Yeah, but the, the, I had this conversation that we're talking about um, with um, Adam Husler a couple of weeks ago. And Adam Husler is um, very, he's he comes from the Jason Crandall lineage, mm-hmm. maybe for want of a better word, and very anatomical, practical, technical and not um he 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 kind of says that he he doesn't really physically adjust people at all and i think part of that maybe he he hasn't said this ex- explicitly but is being a man as well and the sure. and just in the particularly in, in the current climate um but what i'm real conscious of now is that i don't touch anyone now ever <laughs> unless <clears throat> sorry unless i'm uh, shaking their hand or I'd give someone a hug at sure. the end of class today like I had this uh, lady the other week who was upset and she I said do you want a hug I didn't know what else to say really yeah um and um which only makes things worse I realized that if someone's upset and you hug them <laughs> or maybe in the short term it makes things worse but yeah. overall it makes things we're better. big huggers at Strava yeah. we're like bring it in mm. like we're very much like I think a hug I think a hug is good but yeah. um um, but um, now I'm just conscious that I don't touch anyone sure. ever, and that I don't think that that is a good thing. I think that's, um, but it is a skill that that, that should should be yeah. pra- should be practiced. Um, so talk to me about because um, Brona was chatting about the retreat you got coming up. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? <laughs> that's what I know. People ask me, I'm like, I don't know. We're just gonna go do some yoga. Um, so the retreat is so. I get. I never like dreamed as a little girl of doing my own yoga retreat. It was just something that kind of came up. Um, I 
I always see retreats in like Mexico or, you know, all these tropical places. And I feel like Ireland is always a place on people's bucket lists, mm. like especially the Cliffs of Moher, which is where the retreat's taking place. Um, and then last year I was following, I have a friend on Instagram and her friend had posted that she was at this beautiful retreat center in the Cliffs of War. And I'm like, what? What is that? And that's how I literally found the place. I emailed them that week. And I'm like, hey, I'm a yoga guide <laughs> from New York. Um, I'd love to talk about dates. And that's what happened. You like sending the old email, don't you? That's just good. That's, yeah. that's great. That's the only way people are like, when I started to do classes in Ireland, because teachers in New York would be like, how did you do? I'm like, I literally just emailed them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, and, and I think also as well, email is, is it actually a skill? Read, it, yeah. read your email. What does it say? Have you asked the relevant question? Do you give, do you, and you, I, I would recommend for anyone who hasn't come from um, a business background or maybe is not marketing inclined to do a little bit of research on what makes a good email if you're proposing something. Yeah. Because everything that, um, you know, when I first started this podcast, I was like, oh, I'd, I'd love to have some sponsors that were in line with my sure. in my morals. And um, and now I do, and I have more coming more coming on board. And all of them are because I initiated it. Yeah. And I put together a proposal uh, and I treated it as a, you know, a showing what value I, I could add. Sure. And, and now I, I was watching your Instagram stories and you were talking about how you're in a position now coming over to Ireland where you feel a little bit um, like you're, 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 you met, use the term imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever you feel that, that's quite good because you're putting yourself into a position where it's, I don't want to say over your head, but you're challenging yourself. Sure. Um, how have you, I want to talk actually about imposter syndrome. How, how has this manifested itself? What do you actually feel and how do you reconcile this feeling? Well, that's why I'm like I put an imposter syndrome question mark because I'm like not even really sure if that's what it is. But it's like I do these things and I tick all the boxes. You know, I'm very much like goal oriented. I'm very driven. But I also have a tendency to kind of take myself out of the moment because I just, oh, I don't want to be the center of attention or I don't want to, you know, I get a little awkward in that way. Like, I don't want people to make a big deal of what I'm doing. You know, I just want to do it and then move on. Mm -hmm. But with that, I kind of don't enjoy things as they're happening. So, you know, a lot of times when I'd say, oh, I'm doing this retreat in Ireland. Oh, you're going on retreat? No, I'm leading the retreat. You're leading the retreat, you know, and it's kind of this, you? Who are you? And But, like, who are we all? Like, I think that's why going on this retreat, you know, I didn't – I have a schedule, but as far as classes and meditations, I, I've done this, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think you talk about confidence as a teacher. There's just something that clicks that I know, like, I've got this, like, I've got it. And I and I also know a huge part of it, too, is, and it's very Stral, and it's just how I, I mean, the thing about Stral is that it's also, and, and yoga in general, is it's a lifestyle, right? It's not just a physical practice. So for me, this idea of, well, I'm I'm here, but we're all here, and we all have something to bring to the table. So I don't feel like it's just me being mm-hmm. this teacher that's doing this thing. Mm-hmm. I feel it's very much a communal thing where I'm just here to hold space so people can have this experience. So if they see the schedule and they don't want to come to a class one day because they're tired or they want to go for a walk, wonderful. Because, again, you know what you need better than I do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to take you here to the cliffs and be like, you're going to do everything that I say. That's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. And that's not what... 
I'm about. It's not what my classes are about. Mm-hmm. It's just not how I live. And I think that's why I feel so relaxed about this mm-hmm. and why I'm like, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so have you done many – as in is this your – you're hosting a retreat, but have you hosted many before? Never hosted, never been on one. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a fascinating avenue to go down. I, I get, I feel already feel um, excited thinking about retreats because I've only been on one and I'm hosting my first one in a few months. Cool. And, uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, you, you, there's a lot of things, you can kind of overthink these things, what people expect, but... Um, I mean, ultimately, it's a case of do you actually want to host people? Do you want to look after people? And I know for me, maybe you experience the same, but being a yoga teacher, actually spend a tremendous amount of time on your own. You're on your own all the time going Mm -hmm. from place to place. And I would uh, love to bring people together in in a real, not just digitally, but like in in actual real life. And um, I do think, though... And maybe maybe this is something to be wary of, is that um, some people come to retreats and they really need them psychologically speaking, mm-hmm. and there might be a lot of emotion. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think it would probably help that your mother, you're a mother, because mm-hmm. you have that maternal instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, have you thought thought about that? I I have totally thought about people needing the retreat for different reasons, and that this retreat might bring up some stuff. It might bring up stuff for me. I don't know. Mm. But I think that there is, I'm a Gemini and I really, there's like this, these two sides of me where I really love my alone time. Like I'm on a plane to Ireland by myself. You know what I mean? Like I have no problem doing that. Mm. Love spending time by myself. But I'm also, one of my gifts I feel is bringing people together. Like I'm big on community, big on people feeling supported and seen and heard so I have no question that whatever does arise I got them I whatever they need you know and of course as a teacher and just a person in the world boundaries are important you know Mm, yeah but um I, I think just giving people the time to giving people space giving people time giving giving people the permission to feel right and and be heard and again be seen so i think i don't know if it's maternal i think that i've always been that way Mm. um but i just really care about people Mm. so that's not something i've I've thought about it and that kind of you know not psychological but like whatever it is that they need out of this you know they're coming for whatever reason Mm. and whatever that reason is they'll be supported yeah and i think the the um people sometimes I was thinking about okay we've got to teach have loads of classes during my retreat but really um people want a reason to meet other people as well and to do other things apart from just the physical postures to eat together Mm -hmm. to um, go on walks together and that 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 really um excites me I think there's something to uh, you know when you know when you're like you figure out something that I mean when I was doing my website for my retreat doing my page I spent days doing it and the days just went like that, went so quickly because I was so into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I can't believe I'm actually, the retreat sold out quite quickly, which is great, but I can't believe people want to come to a retreat with me, with, yeah. with me and, and, <laughs> and my co-host, a shout out to Lisa. Um, and it's just, it's very humbling and uh, it makes me want to do more of that. But um, it's, it's talking about um, actually, uh, 
one second, what was I going to say? Yeah, le- leading a retreat. Do you, is it just you then? So or I, you have a co-host? Um, Dennis Jackson from Flow Studio in Belfast, he oh. is coming along. Um, he's going to lead a yin class yes. and lead a meditation. So, yeah, and, and even that, like, oh, am I leading the meditation? It's like... Yeah, but not really. And I, and I know it sounds really hokey and cheesy, but I feel like it's a communal thing. Like, I'm there to steer the ship, but it's yeah. like we're all in this together, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I'm doing the bulk of it, and I think that for this first one, it also works out because it's on the Cliffs of Moore. So it's like there's a cliff walk. Like, people want to be outside. Like, so I have that buffer of, like, yeah, there's a good amount of classes in the short amount of time we have together. Mm. But at the same time, it's like it's kind of taking care of itself. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, You you know, you're talking about how um, when people have stuff to share in terms of their emotions or their their psychological well-being, mm. um, I've realized that when people talk about being a good communicator and how you you think about someone who's, say, we use the expression in Ireland, the gift of the gab. You heard mm-hmm. that expression? Yeah. Yeah, and it means that you're you're a good talker. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you're a good host or a good teacher. And what I've realized, like, for example, yesterday, I had someone ask me, um, how are you? And I said, um, I'm good. But what I realized was that they really wanted me to ask them how they are. Mm-hmm. And we do that. Mm-hmm. We, we, we do that. And that's fine. And I, I've realized now that um, I have to have a boundary. You know, sure. No matter how I'm feeling, um, I want to be polite and to show them respect and respond to them, but then to shut up mm-hmm. and let let them actually speak. Mm-hmm. And that is that is the that is um, a huge uh, skill to have in terms of leading a retreat. I want to ask you though, because I'm interested in parenthood. I'm not a parent, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I'm 37, so uh, I would like to be a parent soon. Have you? And I'm not a woman either. And I'll never have a baby, unfortunately, uh, or maybe fortunately, I don't know. What, how you said that you were always uh, maybe had you like bringing people together, but having an actual child, you have one child, you? I have. I gave birth to my son Sam, and then I have a stepdaughter, Erica. Nice one. Okay, but ha- that process of becoming a mother, how how did it change your your life? <laughs> Just <laughs> big question. <laughs> Um, you know, how did it change my life? I think you, it's true in that you start to see things through their eyes, like even how you talk to yourself inside your head or like how important all these things are. And then you're like, oh, none of this shit really freaking matters. You know what I mean? Like it is also fleeting. Hmm. And I think that presence is really important. Patience, like just learning patience that... Not everything, and and there's part of me. I don't want to say I'm a control freak, but I, you know, I'm organized and I like to have things a certain way to a certain extent. So you know that goes out. Can I can I curse on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like that goes out the freaking window. Yeah, so um, good you can curse. <laughs> so yeah, just that presence, and I think that you know my husband and I really pride ourselves on. Um, Brona and I were talking about this yesterday. Of you know just living a life that you love Mm. and it sounds really woo-woo and hokey but like if it's not making you happy like if you hate your job so much that you're waking up sick Mm -hmm. and it's like I know oh you sit in your yoga castle it's so easy for you peace love and ease but it's not that's a choice right and I really think that I really believe 
100% that people can do anything that they want. And I think they need good people to support them. And I think as a mom and having a child like that explodes because like you see your little boop bop and you're like, you can, you are just this person. And my husband, I also say like, we're not here to like put, tell you who you are. Like he's showing us who he is and we're just along for the ride. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what you should do with people too, you know, and like giving people their space and time to explore that. Mm. And also in terms of like movement and yoga and why straw, it's like you look at babies, that's natural movement right there. Mm. And as adults, we spend so much time, money and energy undoing all of these things to get back to that childlike energy. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm a mom, Like, I pay bills, I'm a wife, all these things, but, like, I am a big kid. Like, I love life, I love people, I love to laugh. Like, Mm. I don't take things too seriously. Mm -hmm. So I think having a mom just kind of reinforces that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you deal with um, your kid? So how old is your son? Three. Three. How does he is he does he use a tablet or my question is is going to be i'm fascinated by our relationship with technology Mm -hmm. and i only discovered the internet when i was 17 really sure um yeah i remember someone giving me the email address and i thought email that's that's never going to take off you know and here we are yeah here we are and (laughs) you contact me on instagram uh, exactly yeah (laughs) and i didn't know how how because I, I haven't grown up with a tablet or a phone. Are you conscious of how much your son uses these te- devices, if he uses them yet at all? Sure. I, he 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 doesn't really use them. Like, he'll pick up Colin's phone and take, like, pictures. Mm. Um, he watches TV. But, like, there's a really good balance. I mean, we live in Woodstock, so, you know, it's beautiful outdoors. You know, he spent – he's – I feel like it's a very good balance. He's not on a tablet. If we go out to eat, unless it's like danger zone, like please help. Like we don't do like a phone at the dinner table. I see that and it makes me really sad. Like I grew up where my mom would like candles. She would bring out the salad. Then the second court, you know, like you talk and you sit down and you eat. Mm -hmm. We do that at dinner now, even with him. We turn off the TV. We sit around the table and we start the meal by saying, Sam, what's one thing you're grateful for today? You know, and sometimes it's fucking Paw Patrol, but you know what? Like it should be (laughs) at that age, you know, but he gets it. Mm. And if we don't say it before we sit down, he'll go, Mama, what are you grateful for? So I think there's this Mm. balance of like, it's even like just being a person in the world. Like you're not going to do all the things right all the time, right? Mm. It's like with veganism and this and that and the other thing, like don't beat yourself up too much like if he's watching tv for a couple hours during his school break like at the end of the day like i also know he's been running around outside and it's okay it's okay i think when we try to manage it too much that's when it becomes tricky yeah i i but i think the fast i i have this imaginary uh this this imagination that like i am a father how would i bring up my child because i hope to be one day and i think when you think about child development you Mm. think about your own development and i actually um read that one of the one of the biggest uh factors for uh, a well-balanced adult is having growing up having dinner with their with their parents actually mm-hmm. sitting around the table and i noticed in the local mcdonald's the one actually nearby i don't have the same in america they have um tablets on the tables do they have the same i don't know if they have them at mcdonald's because they honestly in. haven't been but like we have olive garden at home and they have them at the table there that's crazy isn't it? yeah 
just like just just to to distract the kids um so let's go back to your so you you've come from the west you were in salt and salt salt and soul i'll be there tomorrow oh where okay so you've come so i haven't taught anywhere yeah we go to slago from here today oh okay all right yeah have you so you haven't been to that studio yet Mm -mm. it looks nice though it does she reached out to me on instagram oh nice and was like are you i said i'm coming to do this retreat that's like the one day i have free (laughs) yeah right and and when when are you going back to america next saturday okay and then when you get back to the states do you plan to do more retreats to come back here what's yeah i'm i want to see how this one goes i have a good feeling about it but i think that i'll probably plan another one for a couple years out you know like oh, yeah. maybe 2021 like give myself a breather yeah. um because i'm like oh it's mid 2019 already you yeah. know i don't know if i'm ready to yeah. do one like next year already right. yeah. um but yeah i would love to come back to ireland and ireland is just such a special place for me and Mm. i don't want to say like i've got my market but like i feel like (laughs) it's like an at least in america like i don't know any teacher that's offered a retreat there Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i hope to come back and lead another one for sure yeah absolutely and so if people want to find out more about you 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 don't you don't have a website i do i'm in the middle of updating it oh okay Uh because i checked yeah (laughs) yeah i do have a um a website it's called rootyogawellness.com oh that's your website yeah okay Mm -hmm. all right brilliant so why are you updating it what are you doing with it well, you know, I feel like I have a lot of balls in the air, and while I'm excited about all of them, I just need to, like, streamline them a little better, make it clearer. I don't know. And also, I like new projects. Like, I like changing a font every so often and yeah. adding new pictures and stuff. What are you going to focus on? Because I'm, I'm about to redevelop my website, oh, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think um, a website is important i know teachers loads of teachers don't have websites at all and that's fine Mm -hmm. but when it comes to hosting things retreats taking bookings taking payments you you need a website um but but as well when someone looks at your website it should be quite simple as to what does this person do what's their specialist area yeah so what are you going to focus on with your with your website have you thought about how you're going to narrow it down well i I want to start writing more. I feel like I get inspired and I do these long ass Instagram posts. Like I'm passionate about a lot of things and I feel like I want to have a blog space or something on the website. Um, I do plan on starting a podcast of my own. Good. um, At some point. So kind of having it be this hub. Um, I also, um, apart from yoga, I do coaching with people remotely. Um, And when I go home, I start off with new clients. Um, so that's also a big part of, quote, my business. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that. That fills me up, you know, in a big, big way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of like this hub of all the things that I do, but just more clarity and specificity because I feel right now it's like, you know, there's some buttons that aren't in some good places. And I just <laughs> need to, you know, aesthetically make it a little more user-friendly. Yeah, and, and also to, uh, it's, I mean, it's your shop front. Like, sure. Inst- Instagram is great, really good, but the, it, it encourages short attention span. Yeah. Like, I, I see people write really long posts, and maybe it's just me, but I don't really read them unless yeah. it's something that is relevant to me. And um, that's where, and you're a good, you know, you've written um, for that um is it eventful the the mama oh expectful expectful eventful yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i suppose it is eventful you have a baby but i'm um, expectful so obviously you have a talent for writing and um and i think that long form content it there's there's that is a, a still a very needed yeah um medium sure 
what, I'm interested because you mentioned the word podcast. Uh-huh. I, I, I adore podcasting. That's why obviously I started one. But why do you want to start a podcast? I feel like I know a lot of interesting people and I have mm. a lot of interesting conversations and especially in the health and wellness world and maybe especially being in Manhattan, mm. um, there's a lot of bullshit out there and there's a lot of people sending mixed messages like the food thing for example is something that i feel very passionate about of like messages that we're sending people about what they should and shouldn't eat and body shaming and all of these things and and motherhood it's a bed of roses well no it's not all the time like give it to me straight you know like so i feel like there's so many topics where i might be a little ignorant and i don't know a lot but i just want to have an honest conversation because i have these with people but people don't want to post it or they don't you know there's like kind of taboo things that people don't want to be known for saying or, and I just, I get it. But I also think that there's, I, I know that I'm pretty transparent, like on Instagram, like when you meet me in person, like I'm the same person. I'm not really, you know, I'm not hiding behind a filter or whatever. But I think that when I do some more kind of serious truth talk stuff on Instagram, I'll get a lot of messages from people that I wouldn't expect feeling the same way. So I think that a lot of people are either suffering in silence or they have these like these opinions and these passions about these things. Um, and I just want to create a safe space for it, you mm. know? Yeah, I th- you mentioned a couple of things there, fit the filter. Um, like like the, the thing of when I, when I record myself doing an Instagram story, I, I feel like I'm acting because I, I feel like I'm being I'm being timed. Mm-hmm. Okay, get this in, get this information in, and I'm I'm not really that authentic because I'm trying to catch attention quickly. Sure. And that is what I love about this medium, us having a conversation, yeah. is that this once it's published will be on the internet forever. Ah, uh, yeah. Crazy. Isn't <laughs> it? But then so people go, oh Ray Broderick, what, who's she? Google her name the podcast will come up and they can listen to that anytime. Yeah. And as you said, you're speaking how you normally would. Sure. I mean, I've met you outside of this studio. And um, th- I think that that is the future of social media or, um, or of communication. I think we'll look back at Instagram and be like, that was, we will see it for what it is. It's, it's good to have pictures definitely, but um, it's your, 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 there's a there's a wall there it's curating it's curating exactly yeah. there's a wall there but whereas with podcasting i i really do think is the future i mean look at look at for example if you russell brand mm-hmm. he's going on to a um a luminary this mm-hmm. is that the... i downloaded it yeah same here yeah <laughs> and um so if you don't know people listening a luminary is a podcast platform where you pay a subscription fee it's the netflix for podcasting essentially and they are at at the moment only taking high profile uh, podcasters that have a large listenership and therefore there's no sponsors they you pay your monthly subscription and you listen so if that kind of company and you have people like russell brand going to it is being created you know this is uh, a market that's on a market is but like um yeah a medium to to get involved in but i i do think though ray that some people as i said to you that i was said to you at the start anything you don't like we can cut it out and you're like yeah no whatever i'm an open book so many people are not like that mm-hmm. and when they speak into their story they have all these filters on love hearts going everywhere and stuff yeah and those are cute like sometimes but sometimes yeah <laughs> but it's a bit like you know um you're you, 
you're painting yourself into a picture where when people meet you in real life, they might be disappointed. That's, that's how I feel. Yeah. That's why I, I don't really paint, post many pictures of me doing impressive poses now because uh, I don't want to be, that to be that important. Right. Like that's, I don't, um, and, and I think that's something to, to consider because you're, if, if you said, if you're talking about motherhood not being all a bed of roses, you're, in fact, you're, allowing people to feel better about themselves mm -hmm. than if you to paint it all in just to be positive people think oh shit i can't live up to that you know well and i think that's why a lot of it is selfish in my part because i see community at like every <laughs> level so if i get to feel less alone too and somebody can go oh i can relate it's like oh great i'm not crazy and i can feel like a little <laughs> less you know alone in it and i think because social media and that thing is like a, a big wave of the future and, and how a lot of people connect and how you make real in-life connections. Like my friend Dennis, who's coming on retreat, like we were Instagram friends. Like people ask how we met. We met on Instagram and now he's one of my really good friends, you know, and I don't think that that's strange. And for me, it's like anytime I can kind of like knock down the filter or take away like a stigma that's attached to something or the better like let's have a conversation around this and mm -hmm. as far as like you know I want my website to be like a useful platform but I do think that Instagram people ask how I like marketed my retreat Instagram and Facebook I just made po that was it that was mm -hmm. it I mm -hmm. didn't take out like an ad in yoga journal nothing mm -hmm. I was like I just posted about it mm -hmm. and that was it yeah. You know, but I think when you're real, people can see how excited you are. Mm -hmm. And to your point about like posting poses, you know, if, if that makes you feel great, awesome. Like, let's see your tree pose. You know, I've started to get away from it a little bit just because I, Australia too, it's not about the pose, right? Um, so I, and I totally resonate with that, but sometimes like it is really fun and you're just feeling it. And I mm -hmm. think that's the key. Why are you posting this? Are mm -hmm. you posting this because it's, you want attention or, and it, I think it's a delicate line. And I think we need to be very compassionate in terms of how we observe other people's posts too, mm -hmm. because if you're really excited about like your dancer's pose because your leg is somewhere that awesome. Like I'm excited for you. Like you can <laughs> tell when your post is something that's like not authentic or something that's not coming from a good place. And I think that's the conversation. That's almost like what you're posting, but why? Mm -hmm. And, you know, people don't care that I, you know, it's like, oh, here she goes with like a salad. Who cares? But like <laughs> my salad was yummy. And if I want to share that, like you have the choice to not follow people. That's the other thing too. It's like, mm. just click the little button. You know, mm. you don't have to go on a tirade on somebody's profile because you're upset about what they posted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like find another soapbox and get mm. off their page. Like you don't have to follow them. Facebook now you can unmute certain people mm. so you don't unfriend them. It's like this passive aggressive way of... You can mute them. Yeah, you can like mute them so they don't show up on your feed as much mm -hmm. um so i think you know in terms of like judging content and what you should and shouldn't post i think it's about like well how does this make you feel mm -hmm. right and and what's your intention behind it mm -hmm. because is posting a yoga pose bad no like will people coming to my page think oh well i need to be able to do this in order to do yoga i don't know because if you look at the rest of my page you probably see that that's not what i'm about mm. but i also do like yoga poses yeah yeah i mean like <laughs> no i i just what i was that's a good point uh, my 
my thing is that I used to be just obsessed with trying to almost break my neck to do the, the like progress of my poses and then I realized that for example I got a handstand workshop coming up the picture is me doing the straightest line handstand I can yeah because that is what I'm selling is basically um the process to get to that stage mm -hmm. where you do a handstand so that is relevant to the to why am I why am I posting but um yeah just as I've gone on gone on in, in in teaching I become more confident at showing my face as well mm -hmm. and and um and just my face and yeah. me doing something that isn't yoga um and uh, that gives you a lot more freedom than thinking I have to constantly try to like dislocate sure. my hip <laughs> well people want to know who they're going to class with too like if yeah. you see your face or you introduce yourself and talk more it's much less I think it's it breaks down that wall like oh this is just a person like she loves bruce springsteen in the color brown great yeah. like she's just a person you yeah know? i know I, I i have people that um message me and they don't have one picture of themselves on instagram and i, I i'm fine i'll message them back but i think have one picture of yourself it, even the profile picture just yeah. your face you know mm -hmm. um but um yes so <laughs> 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 i'm looking forward to hearing it uh, hearing your podcast yeah um, do you have a launch date no no <laughs> but I have ideas and I feel it's something that keeps coming up for me and I've had it literally for a year and a half in the back uh -huh. of my head okay. um but I think I'm almost there okay mm -hmm. well I look forward to that thank well thank you so much for coming thank you this is great <laughs> <laughs> done oh. that's it there you go I'll leave you with two sponsors on apparel gentlemen you want to be comfortable, you want to do yoga, you want to look good while doing it and do your bit for the environment, all at the same time you say, yes, I do say, go to om.com forward slash hashtag, hash, hashtag, hashtag TYLP. That's O-H-M-M-E dot com forward slash hashtag TYLP. Choose out your eco-active wear. They have a full range there. The spring collection is out. Punch in the promo code Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, and get 15% off your gums. Last, but as always, definitely not least, this is no promo code. There is no commission. There is no online storage as of yet. Smallchanges.ie. Check them out. They're doing uh, great things. Whole Foods, um, local organic store, encouraging zero waste. Uh, if you're in the Dublin area, John Conjure, they're opening one up soon, another branch soon. So go and check them out if you're living local or if you come to visit Dublin and get yourself some organic goods. That's smallchanges.ie. Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. As always, get in touch if you've got any questions. Workshop next month, May 25th. Handstands, all information on kevinboard.ie. And you can just browse from there. Thanks so much for listening again. Look after yourself. Ciao.